Hi guys, welcome back to the Code Life Cymru podcast. This is the September episode uh, and as you probably already know, uh, John and I are going to be going very much more topical over the coming weeks and months. We're going to be talking about what's going on in life, how we can react to it, um, how we can be proactive to it, how we can take what we're reading in our Bibles and make that relevant to our everyday lives. Listen guys, everything we want is to be men of God who don't panic in situations, who don't react and uh, make rash decisions, but we are men who trust that God has the answer to every situation and we want our mates to know that too. So over the coming months as we have our conversations together, we hope that uh, these will be helpful to you and if there's anything you want us to talk about anything you want us to address then please do let us know you can do that via twitter via email um, or in any other way that you fancy so i am here with my good mate uh, john butler and uh, it's good to see you john Tin yawn ah yawn dioch shamai john stockley uh, nah, doing time law, Bendy Geddig. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, splendid today. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's good. That is good. Uh, yeah, um, not quite going for Bendy Geddig, uh, is, uh, but I am excited at the fact that uh, this is the first day that our kids have gone back to school. It's the, um, oh, yes. we're recording this actually, uh, I'm going to date this completely now, uh, on the 5th of September. So we're recording this on the 5th of September and uh, it was a delight to open our front door and tell my son, you need to go for the day uh, in a way that he actually <laughs> likes to do. So it didn't feel like I was just kicking him out onto the street. Um, so absolutely yeah. uh fantastic um really looking forward to uh to the fact that now that we're we're back in life as normal really but actually it's not normal is it because you know as we've alluded to in our introduction these are really weird days aren't they uh we thought we were going to come out of that last you know you know that last period that we refused to mention yeah 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 um uh we we came out of that and we 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 genuinely believed, didn't we? We were gonna, we, we were going into a, a wide and open space, pink unicorns and everything. It was going to be fantastic. Uh, what happened? Where did it all change? Hmm. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I think we were possibly uh, expecting uh, an easier few years after those tough years, mm. but I, I, th- I still maintain, even in the the hard stuff and in the challenges, both corporately and individually that we may go through there are still there are still moments of hope moments of light um you know not to overuse too many metaphors on allergies too early on uh you know when you go sort of panning for gold you have to like sieve through the the rubbish and the muck and the mire don't you to Mm. to get out the gold um and i'm pretty confident that there is gold that god has for us in these challenging moments, in these moments of muck and mire, um, we just sometimes have to sift for it a bit longer. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when we uh, um, recorded the trailer for this, we uh, I, I finished off, didn't I, with that uh, quote from Jesus where he said, 
uh, in this world you will have trouble but remember i have overcome and it's not and going to overcome is it it's the fact that he has already overcome so even though as you say we we might have to sift through a whole uh, load of crud and muck yep. and stuff to get to the gold um we're doing that knowing that it's not we're not waiting for jesus to overcome he already has hasn't he and i think yep. that's for me um because um i'm going to be a little bit honest now i i am given over to worry a little bit i can mm. worry about lots of stuff i don't want to i and i know the bible tells me not to but i do tend to um sometimes obsess over uh, um one or two things um mm. and, and i need to remind myself that actually I, I do live in a world where the victory is already guaranteed yes that's that's true i would definitely uh relate to that i would consider myself a warrior that's with an O, not with an A. Um, though I'd love to be a warrior with an A, I think more. Certainly a prayer warrior, more than a warrior of life. Um, yeah. It's a problem with the English language, isn't it? Too many words that sound very similar. Yeah, I- indeed, yes. You know. But hey, there we go. Just, just imagine if you were trying to um, uh, look through a book uh, whilst in a cafe in a town just off the uh, M4, would you be reading or would you be reading? You know, just very confusing. There we go. There we go. But we digress. We digress. Yeah, we have digressed. So, um, yeah. So, John, what's, what is, what's on your mind when you think now about these, these coming weeks and months ahead? What, wh- where, where's your attention at the moment? Mm. Where is my attention at the moment in the coming weeks and months ahead? Well... We are in September, so therefore we're entering into the uh, autumn, which normally is my favourite season, favourite time of year. Uh, I'd love autumnal weather, you know, those sort of crisp, dry mornings where it's quite chilly, but still bright. Uh, My birthday also falls in this season, so it's an enjoyable time. But it does get darker, does get a little bit colder, darker earlier, does get a little bit colder. The heating has to go on and possibly for longer and therefore, you know, the current rising costs of energy and things like that is one of those things that plays on the back of our minds for sure uh, and also has an impact on the budget as well. Mm. Again, I don't mean the budget that the government have. I mean <laughs> our personal sort of family budget and I'm sure therefore the budgets of everyone. Um, you, you can't escape the conversation about energy bills and energy costs no what about yourself well um i probably am going to be a little bit more explicit than that really there's just two things really for me um uh, i'm going to start um with uh, the more i don't want to say negative but the more worrying and then Mm. uh, share something which is a lot more hope filled i think and it's it's genuinely where i'm at Uh, when i think about the season we're going into it's going to be brutal for a lot of people it is absolutely going to be brutal uh, the, yep. the, you know you're starting to hear now of people who are um their, their energy bills are higher than their monthly rent so yeah. it's like That's this true. is r- ridiculous and uh, you know that phrase that we've heard so many times that it's like uh people have got to choose whether to heat or to eat 
I mean, that's not just a that's not just a slogan. It's not panic mongering. That's just what that's where life is, you know. And yeah. Um. And and obviously getting the the school uniforms sorted for our kids and stuff like that. All of this yes. is just like yeah. You know, and my car goes in for its servicing in uh, a few days' time, and uh, before mm. it's even got there, there's a hundred pound bill because uh, it needs its MOT and it needs the brake fluid changed. And then, you know, if they find anything else in there, then it's like, uh, you know, yeah. and so all of this feels like it's spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. And I'm not at the the, the worst end of, uh, you know, I'm I'm not well off, but I'm I'm not. I'm not poor in 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 a way that some people are poor, and my heart is just breaking for how this is all, how all of this is spiraling out. So, I think yeah. we're entering into a season that's that's brutal. That's going to claim it's potentially going to claim lives. It's going to you know, mm. uh, you know, it is. It's desperate, and all of that makes that's the bit that where I said to you, I can sometimes be given over to worry. That's mm. the bit that. That begins to um, to worry me, but then I'm also really hope filled because we come into a new season now, and we've we've mm-hmm. got stuff happening from a CVM Cymru point of view. We've got we've got stronger in Swansea happening on the 24th, uh, guys. If you haven't booked yourself onto that, you can do that via Eventbrite. That's going to be a great morning, lots of fun, lots of banter, all of that stuff, um, and we're we're uh, focusing on what does it take for us to get stronger as a bunch of guys stronger in our own faith stronger in the ways in which we share our faith with those around us uh, you've got stuff happening up here in Gogleth Cymru in North Wales and uh, and right the way across Wales it's you know I'm hope filled with that I see I see loads of stuff that's going to be amazing um, and, and also having conversations with a number of different people about how we reimagine our men's groups so that what if our men's groups become that that warm space for guys where they can come in and they can, I don't know, eat pizza and uh, get shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of mates. It's really cheap and they're able to eat and they're able to share their worries, their fears and, and all around that that fact that we're a bunch of guys who love Jesus and somewhere in that we've got we've got the answer, we've got hope for them. It's those two things that are competing with each other for me. Worry about yep. what how brutal the season's gonna be and a a shed load of hope that we can actually in this season make a real difference in people's lives. Does that make sense? It does. No, no, it really does make sense. Yeah, I think you're right. There's, there's, there's moments of, in the the challenges that are coming. There's going to be opportunities and moments to still bring hope, to still bring support, to still bring um, some love and some compassion. Um, and yeah, as challenging as it is, I don't think it does need to be all doom and gloom. Um, mm trying to be practical <laughs> as well as um real here like again like you said there are things that i worry about there's things that play on on my mind because i know others are going to be worried about them that they're going to be playing on others minds as well but at the same time it's it's finding moments to to use what we have to help and support others not ne- just necessarily financially but maybe with skills maybe with a, a church family maybe with a a men's group of, of support as well and the events that are coming up like you've, you've mentioned like stronger there are opportunities there though to bring a bit of blessing to someone to, mm. to someone else's life to other people um 
and I think this season is going to provide opportunities for blessing others as well as for navigating tough stuff. Okay, so we've both admitted on this now that we are uh, there is there is cause for a bit of worry, and we 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 do worry. So, um, John, you are the reverend on this uh, program. <laughs> oh, I want everyone to know, right? It's Rev. John Butler. So we're in good company here. What does the Bible say about worry? Oh, the Bible has got a lot to say about worry. Uh, it's got a lot to teach us. Um, when we were planning and preparing for this uh, topic and today, that the first thing that, that grabs me or jumps out to me is the words of Jesus. Um, and I'm going to take it not out of context, but I'm just going to go straight for this one particular verse because I think it it's really challenging. But it's also, I think it's kind of got a soft, compassionate pastoral heart behind it because that's who Jesus is. Jesus wasn't afraid to to speak right to the truth of moments. We know that the Bible is the word of God and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So Jesus was sharp, but I think also we know that Jesus was a compassionate or is a compassionate shepherd. He talked about, you know, he had compassion on people when they looked like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, so the verse I'm looking at, is in Luke chapter 14. Um, and No, it's not. It's in Luke chapter 12. I was just thinking about budgeting. That's Luke chapter 14. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 25. Uh, it says this. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And there's a question mark at the end of it in verse 25. Um, and verse 26, it follows. And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, What's the use of worrying over bigger things? So this is in the context of Jesus talking about clothing and food. He uses the example of flowers in the field, birds of the air or ravens, and how God provides for those things. Therefore, God is going to provide for us. Um, Jesus later on tells us not to be worried or concerned about these things. But just that, that thought, can your worries add a single moment to your life that they can't? No matter how much we worry... We're not going to generate more time. Worry is not going to generate more finance or more resource or more opportunities. And so whilst that's a brutal truth, I think Jesus, what we can draw from that as he goes on to speak is actually there's comfort there. Worry doesn't accomplish those things. So therefore, why waste time on it? Why give it too much attention? Why why would we let worry grip us and overwhelm us when there's no fruit to be gained from it there's nothing that comes from it instead actually the opportunity or the the invitation that jesus gives is is instead trust isn't it what he's saying actually don't worry about such things they're going to dominate the thoughts of the world but your father already knows your needs come come to come to come to god your father first bring your worries to him um doesn't promise your situation is going to change immediately but actually while whilst we give those worries to him there's some comfort there's some truth there there's some hope there and i think i made this point right at the beginning talked about being the warrior with an o warrior with an a actually let let's become prayer warriors with our worries let's bring them to our heavenly father rather than letting them fester and weigh us down what do you think john yeah i took I, mean, I totally agree with all that. There's nothing in there, is there, to to, to even particularly pull apart. It's just um, the one thing that that um, really does challenge me is, um, I, I, and I 
I'm sure you'll you'll uh, help pick this apart a little bit is that Jesus actually says do not worry it's not it's not like um a soft piece of advice is it it's, it's more no. of a command isn't it that that yeah um don't worry you do not worry it's um so where does that leave us when we are worrying what does how mm. how does that work on a day-to-day basis is it yeah. is it even possible not to worry is what i'm asking Ooh. Well, for me personally, <laughs> I don't think it is, but I think it's possible to deal with our worries in a way that Jesus is encouraging rather than just letting them take over. And I think that's the thing. I don't think by worrying we're being disobedient because you're right. It is a command from Jesus. He, he says, don't worry, do not worry. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I don't think it's like a, a telling off command if we are then worrying. I think Jesus, as I said, is providing the the teaching, but also the solution within this passage. It's bringing those worries, bringing those cares. Uh, later on in the New Testament, it talks about bringing our anxieties, casting our anxieties onto God because he cares for us. And I think that's the biggest thing, is that, that, that God cares for us and thinks about us far more than we have. His, his care for us is bigger than our worries. Um, and so I don't think it's possible to not worry, for me, but it is possible for how I respond and deal with those worries. Yeah, and I, I think what I'd like to say um, on the back of that, which is just, just basically um, um, reinforcing what you just said, is like there are commands in the Bible, aren't there? Like, do not murder. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. like not a, you know, try not to murder. That's like, do not murder. <laughs> try your it's best like, not to kill yeah, someone. That's right. But if you ever do, then here's some soft bit of instruction how you can put that right. That that mm. doesn't work, does it? Do not commit adultery. All of those. Yeah. Do not steal. Yeah. There are certain things which are fundamentally about integrity, isn't there? And about mm. living the narrow way walk in the narrow path that it is not compatible to follow jesus and murder everyone that you disagree with um otherwise the yes. church would be really small i, I agree fair. <laughs> um sorry that was a, that was a bit naughty but um when it comes to worry i think i think um th- there's a little bit of a there's another side to the who by worrying can and can add a, another day to your life it's like mm. if you worry if you constantly worry and you have nothing more than to handle life than just keeping on worrying you're probably going to shorten your life very true that's the point isn't it it's like literally stress shortens our life doesn't it and and i think so for me when i say i worry a lot i actually also have to say that i am very very aware that god has never let me down Mm. Mm. you know if you said to me name one moment when god has actually let you down i can name to name a whole bunch of stuff where i think god hasn't done what i actually wanted him to do but Mm -hmm. actually he's not actually he's never ever let me down and so um i always remember uh, i had a mentor a few years ago and uh, his name was Alan, bless him. He was a really godly guy, retired mm. Baptist minister. Um, and he always, he whenever I was, would talk about stuff I was worrying about, he'd he, like say to me, right, okay, 
Um, has God ever let you down? No, he hasn't. He said, well, you've lost the right to worry then, haven't you? <laughs> it's like, wow. That's, that's a bit brutal, isn't it? But it's a fair point, isn't it? It's like it's a fair point. Um, if God has never let me down, I will worry about stuff, but I need to always turn my focus back to Jesus. And that's the point, mm. isn't it? It's after, mm. when you're worrying about stuff, I, I'm actually not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know whether I'll be able to pay my gas bill and my electricity bill going forward. But that doesn't mean to say I'm going to go and sell everything in my house and leave my family sat on the floor because I need to solve this issue. And the only way I can do that is by selling everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah, it's yeah. trusting. Now, there might be a moment when it is right to sell stuff, so I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm just saying that can't be my solution. My solution has to be to trust God, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um can I share a verse that I I read um, in preparation yeah. for this as well? And I, this is a really interesting one, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. It's from um, it's from Psalm thirty seven, and it literally says this: "I was young, and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, or yep. their children begging for bread. They are always generous." and lend freely their children will be a blessing that mm. i tell you what right i know it's the word of god and i'm going to be really really careful with this but there's a couple of things in there that, that kind of just like whoa you know it's like i've never seen the righteous forsaken it's like hold on a second as far as i'm aware um as follow follower of jesus i go through all the same stuff that everybody else goes through through and i struggle as much as everyone else does um what what do you how do you take this and that's and, and that's not me saying i i'm disagreeing because i do actually agree with with everything in this verse but yep. it's it's quite um controversial isn't it in a way well yeah i suppose it it can be because i i think if it was misused <laughs> <laughs> or misquoted um you yeah you could argue that well hang on a minute it says here that we're we're you know we're never gonna be begging for bread so therefore we're gonna be prosperous and and wealthy and and all that i don't think it's quite promising that um i think it's promising that i've never seen the the righteous forsaken well we're made righteous not because of who we are or because of what we've done but we're mm. made righteous because of jesus and so when we've put our faith in him we're made righteous and therefore we're not forsaken um, spiritually and in it, in eternity, um, and it says, "I've yeah, never seen their children begging for bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing." I think what what's interesting there. So this is a psalm of David, isn't it? Mm. But it actually, sometimes generosity is the uh, treatment, uh, if you like, or the antidote to um, financial worry and hardship. Again, I'm not saying if we give everything away. God's going to replace that and replenish it. Though there are some biblical principles around giving, and actually, God is a generous God, right? You can't outgive God. That we are only able to be generous because we have received God's generosity, and so when we pass on that generosity, there is something I think there's that that God has written into the fabric of the universe He's created. It's one of the sort of fundamental laws of God, I would say, that as we are living generously, we are blessed. That doesn't always mean we get that blessing back in terms of material items or financially or anything like that, but actually um, in other ways too. But we're called to be a blessing, aren't we? We're called to pass on that that generous 
blessing that we've received from God. And I think perhaps that's some thing of what David is hinting at there. And actually, I was being a little bit uh, a little bit cheeky there because I wanted you to drag that out because I, I think that's the point, isn't it? That, that actually our response to all of what's going on at the moment should be yeah. that we are going to be generous even yeah. in this season. So here's the thing, right? There's a temptation for all of us, isn't it, to rein ourselves in, stop mm. giving, mm. stop supporting our local church, stop supporting ministries and stuff like that. And that's not trusting God. Um, mm. Now, there are times when we have to make decisions and we have to tighten our belt, get that. So that, that's, that, you know, that will be in the mix. But the reality is that's what we got to do is, is not, hunker down and say we're going to keep everything now to ourselves to try and get yeah. ourselves through this we are going to we're going to maintain an attitude of gratitude for everything that we are given knowing that everything's been given to us in the first place so that that question is what have you received that has not been given to you well nothing there's nothing that we've got we were naked i came into the world naked i'll leave you know all of that stuff um so you know rather than worrying uh, rather mm. than focusing our energy on worrying which is the problem i guess yeah. what we want to do as men of god in this in this season is take that energy away from endlessly obsessing and worrying about that stuff and put it into how can i be part of the solution in this season how can i feed my neighbor how can i mm -hmm. give warmth to somebody else how can i be a place of hope for uh for people around me who need it knowing as you said none of us can outgive god we just can't mm. do it yeah no, that's true yeah and i if i can be relatively brutally honest for a moment i think back to that previous season that we we went through that we don't like to talk about when there was less pasta and less toilet rolls on the shelf in our supermarkets. And I think it was very easy for us to either um, judge society based on news articles around the panic buying or get swept up in the panic buying ourselves or whatever it might be. And I think that was a that's a representation of, of panic and worry and fear. And I think you're right, John, what you've said there is with the current news cycle, and the rising costs of of challenges it, it, it's a real challenge like don't get me wrong i'm not talking from this uh, as like some immune person like yeah you know my gas electric bill has has just trebled so but but my point is it's very easy for us to think panic mode survival mode i'm going to hold on to what i've got i'm going to be less generous okay i need to give less away or be you know or maybe rein in some of my um spending but actually that's probably right it's 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 selecting where we're spending first not necessarily restricting our giving if you see what i mean and equally yeah. not thinking oh, okay right i'm just going to look after me myself and my family i think you quite rightly there suggested again about who can i who can i be a blessing to who can i invite over for a meal maybe one evening so they can turn their heating off and they haven't got to worry about cooking their food because I'm going to be cooking anyway. I'm going to have the heating on anyway. It's not going to cost me anything really in real terms to do that 
one evening a week or whatever mm. and for some listening that might really be really challenging and really difficult but i think there are ways in which we can be generous and look out for and help one another in this season and i think just doing that again it's part of the the gospel truth isn't it that we have a god who gave up of himself made a sacrifice himself for our freedom and for our life and therefore sometimes we have to be as followers of jesus be willing to make a bit of a sacrifice for the well-being of others so you know the passage uh, where it says um in um unless a, a lesser a, a, i think it's a wheat of grain falls to the ground and dies it's never anything other than the wheat of grain but if it does do that it will grow and multiply and all sorts of stuff like that yes um then when jesus is talking saying to us now you do the same you you live in the same way eugene peterson in the message calls it reckless love mm. and i love mm. that i love i love the fact that we're called to reckless love and unless we live with that kind of attitude then we are we're, we're forever destined aren't we to to handle life in the same way as society um teaches us to to handle life and shows us how to handle life and it's forever hopeless isn't it because mm. let's fa- face it um my parents and uh people of their age have been saying to me over the last few weeks i remember the winter of discontent in the back in the 70s it's this was what it was like then and and then we ended up with rationing and sorts of stuff like that and yep and and that that phrase isn't it that says uh, or that quote really that says um uh, unless we learn from history we are forever destined to repeat it and how do we learn from history it's got to be, isn't it, to go back to the word of God, to what Jesus says about how we handle these situations. Yeah. And then we're not destined to keep on repeating it, are we? We're destined to live a hope-filled, purpose-filled, forward-thinking life that le- that mm. ends up in eternity, where yep. this is never going to happen. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I think, yeah, that... <clears throat> yes, the times we're in are difficult and challenging and, and genuinely... Yeah, really tough for for us now, but they're not unique in that others have been through similar situations too. So we can learn perhaps from those that have been through similar situations. But um, I think also, yeah, leaning into the word of God, uh, as you say as well, is seeing what God might be teaching us or what God might be wanting to use us for or how he might be wanting to reveal his good news to others through these moments of difficulty and challenge so like just for challenge provide challenge provides an opportunity is what i'm trying to say and we have an opportunity how we respond as individuals as men of who follow jesus we also have a you know we also have an opportunity to respond corporately mm-hmm. <laughs> as the the body of christ as the people of god in our own sort of communities in our own contexts i like that i like the the, the that there is opportunity we um mm. just thinking about um um recently recording some of the tactical com stuff for cvm and, and the focus at the moment was on the the week leading up to the death of christ uh, um for those of you who don't know what we're doing we're reading 
the Gospels chronologically throughout 2022. It just so happens that right now we're at that point where Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and he's about to die. And, and what that whole story teaches in that moment is Jesus, it looks hopeless. Jesus is about to die. But actually, it's it's in that moment where death is inevitable for him that we we get the first, humanity gets the first uh, real lesson that death is not the end, that death is a gateway to life. So he dies that we might have life and we give our lives to him. We die to mm. ourselves so that we have life. And, and I think it's looking for that gospel thread even in this situation, isn't it? That, I, that it might all look like doom and gloom and it all... It, it, it is going to be brutal. We're not hiding from that, but there is opportunity in there for the gospel to to bring life. And mm. if we come out of this with a greater sense of community, I know we were saying this in COVID, so we, let's let's learn from that. Yeah. We actually quickly yeah. got back to normal. Let's not do that with this. Um, and and if we are having our neighbours round to our houses because they can save a bit of money in their own home and all sorts of stuff like that that we've said, um, maybe what what looked like it was only ever going to be bad, God uses for good. And there's life in this season. There's more life in this season than if it had just carried on as normal. That's yeah. controversial itself, isn't it? Thinking of it in that way. Yeah, but well, yeah, no, no, it kind of is controversial, uh, and I think you're good, like or countercultural, yeah, should I say? Countercultural, but you're quoting um, Joseph and Genesis there, aren't you? Like what God yeah. intended for harm, uh, or what you intended for harm, God intended for good. Um, there's a phenomenal quote from um, we've we've quoted him before, um, A. W. Tozer. Oh, I love a bit talks, of Tozer. <laughs> that um, talks about. Um, it talks about God's sort of sovereignty, God being in control. Um, I don't want to paraphrase it wrong, so I'm just looking for it now. Is that um, it's disappeared? Um, that idea that yeah, God, God is is in control. Um, God is sovereign. Don't worry. While you're looking for that, I'll I'll put that nice elevator music on again so that we can, you know, just keep everyone entertained. <laughs> Give the people oh, what they want. The people, people are not entertained. While it looks like things are out of control behind the scenes, there is a God who hasn't surrendered His authority. That's good. While it looks like things are out of control behind the scenes, there is a God who hasn't surrendered His authority. And you know, things might look like they're out of control. But God is still on the throne, um, which, if yeah. I may, reminds me of of what you and I were talking about just before we press record. When I briefly mentioned Psalm one hundred and forty six, because when when we're recording this, we're eagerly anticipating the announcement of the next prime minister. Uh, mm. We were going to record two episodes, weren't we, John? One with we were. Rishi Sunak winning, and one with Liz Truss, and they're never releasing the one that was incorrect. But. Um, by the time shamelessly make money out of the unrecorded episode, wasn't it? That was a, you know, we, we weren't <laughs> sure that the, the highest, value would go up. No, sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah, but actually, I read, I read today Psalm 146. Um, it says, "Do not put your trust in princes or in powerful people." I think one version says, um, "In human beings who cannot save, 
Um, and then verse five, blessed are those who help, whose help is in the God, is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in their Lord, their God. Basically, what the psalmist is saying is don't put your trust or your hope in people as powerful as they may be. Put your hope and your trust in God. And so whilst we are hopeful, if you like, that the new prime minister and the reorganisation of the government will bring some relief in terms of worry to people on a practical level as well as financially actually that's only ever going to go so far our ultimate hope really and truly is in god and him alone yeah and that is absolutely um um the point isn't it we have to so here's the thing we are sitting here recording this and inevitably we're wondering what's going to happen in a few hours time and then what's going to happen over the next weeks and the next months um and and as we started to talk about this just um one of the things i i was doing that that thing that we've confessed to doing in previous episodes yesterday you know flicking through my phone whilst um being with the family looking and i i saw a post on twitter that was talking about um apparently laura kunzberg uh released a politics program yes it was the first episode first ever episode yesterday and she had joe lycett mm. as one of the guests on there mm-hmm. and she was trying to get political commentary from joe lycett who was just using it as an opportunity to um to be joe lycett really in terms of being funny and you know but it what he demonstrated was a real cynicism towards british politics at the moment that that actually there was just nothing positive that you could say about it and he really literally okay. made be british politics look completely ridiculous and some of us will sit there and we'll think well i get it actually i've probably agree with him more than the political commentators or whatever you know that's where we are at the moment but but for us as 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 men of god as people of god we don't need to stay in that cynicism do we we don't need to stay in that place we we look to God and we just say, as as, you, as your quote from Toza said, it mm. may look like everything is falling apart and everything is lo- has lost control, but but God has not lost control. Is He is still on the throne and He is still He's still bringing us to that point. And that point is that we will be in His kingdom for all eternity. So this is a mm. moment, a painful one, a hard one, but it is only a moment, and we need to trust God that the destination hasn't changed Mm. true very true the destination is still the kingdom of god and we may be crawling into the kingdom of god in the end um but then we have all eternity um where everything works as it was always intended Mm. to right from the beginning if yeah that pesky sin hadn't come in Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah i really I really appreciate that picture of crawling into the kingdom as it were but actually that's the that's the the goal if you like and that's what Jesus is talking about in Luke 12 when he's talking about not worrying part of the antidote is is bringing it to the father but he says seek first the kingdom of God and these things will be added unto you seek first the kingdom and so even amongst the political turmoil the cost of living crisis all of those things yes they do play into our daily lives and they do impact our some of our decision making and, and what we can do but if we're seeking first the kingdom of god and then 
it's Jesus promises these things will be added. I think it just puts the the correct priority mm. order in our decision making. So, guys, uh, we've we've come to the end of our time now, and um, fascinating conversation. Um, I f- I found it helpful. Uh, I hope you have too. And I I just want to, if I can, just end uh, or finish my what I'm saying with quoting those verses to you again um, that I quoted earlier. I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They're always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Ultimately, God has got our backs. Let's, uh, Let's try and remember that. God has got this covered. He will look after us and he will not forsake us Uh, and for me that's what i'm gonna be focusing on over the coming weeks and months is just staying in that place where i trust god because he's never forsaken me and never will john anything else you want to add no i think you're good god god god's never forsaken us and there's a promise here isn't it that, that the righteous won't be forsaken and as we said earlier we're made righteous because of of Jesus mm. and then we've got that promise that God has got us um i think pra- practically the only other thing i would say is you know we've we've talked about scripture we've talked about a mindset that's based in truth and based in scripture if some of the stuff that's happening in the in the world is challenging you again you know if you're part of a church community great get connected with those but maybe if you're worried about finance stuff pick up pick up the phone get in touch with great organizations like uh, christians against poverty or, or care for the family they will be able to help you support you and signpost you in the right direction uh, as well because we're not immune to some of the challenges that this throws up equally maybe you want to just give some time if you haven't got any money get involved in helping a local food bank or something like that because at this time those practical needs um, can be served best by us as the people of god again you know the challenges create an opportunity yeah and uh, the celtic saints we talked about the celtic saints didn't we last time uh one mm-hmm. of the things that they uh they they used to refer to um their the, the the monasteries and stuff as colonies of heaven um so what we want to do is just want to create some colonies of mm-hmm. heaven for all the right reasons and uh, we can play a part in that can't we we can play yeah. whether it's time or money or whatever whatever god has given us we can give away can't we so uh um guys thank you for listening it's been really good love to hear your opinions love to hear your questions uh please do um like this podcast please share it please get it out there and um uh, you know let's uh, let's keep this conversation going over the coming weeks and months um john good to be with you and i look forward to seeing you next time great to be with you and i look forward to being with you too well guys that's it for this month Thank you for listening to the Code Life Cymru podcast. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us. And it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you. So please do remember to head across to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already. And please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny 
raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much, Diochem Vaur Yawn.